Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show. We share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things you've seen, heard, or read, what we did, and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. And this is Tommy. So the question here that, that a lot of people are bringing up this year is, does Disney have a problem and a problem that they, they need to actually really take seriously? Mm-hmm. Right? It kind of started off with the MCU stuff, with the Marvels doing poorly in the in the box office uh, poorly in terms of like what they expected was more than what they got right mm-hmm. and then there was a variety article about marvel being in shambles or whatever right mm-hmm. so jamming your opinion mm-hmm. how is this doing i have a i have a couple of points you know what i mean okay. do i feel like uh marvel is in its prime have i had issues with uh thor love and thunder have i had issues with uh Secret Wars, yes, that's that's yes. Secret Invasion, Secret Invasion, Secret Invasion. So sorry, sorry. but do I think it's in shambles? Uh, No. Uh, Do I think it's kind of weird that everybody and their mom likes talking about Marvels and get only get clicks out of them and stuff like that? Do I find that interesting? Yes, I do. Of course, some of it's based on my own algorithm. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But from what I can tell from my algorithm, everybody's. It's a lot of people are pushing articles like, "Hey, this is my hot take on Marvel and and, and money and all that stuff." You know right, what I mean? Right. So it's like, "Hey, it's like that uh, Mean Girls quote." You know what I mean? Why can't you stop talking about me? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, we're obsessed with me. That's a quote from Mean Girls, right? Yep. You know what I mean? So yeah, do I do I think that uh, that's true? Do, do I think uh, this is? I, I still love Marvel and and not just Marvel the MCU, but the comic books and the whole sci fi of it all and stuff like that. But my maybe my hottest take is like, hey. If Marvel is in trouble and they, but they, but to me they have like 13, 15 years of goodwill built in. Yeah. Uh. Uh. What do you call it? Uh. Goodwill built in. Uh, equity built in. What What happens with DC and stuff like that? You know what I mean? I, again, I'm not. I'm not mentioning this just to just kind of deflect and stuff like that. But I'm thinking like, hey, what's Aquaman gonna do? If Aquaman does well, that's a good sign. You know what I mean? But if it tanks, just like some of the other movies they had recently. What's DC gonna do when they don't have that thirteen years of worth of equity? I mean, they've had hits over the this, you know in their connected universe, but nothing in the same scale as Marvel's. I'm close, right? So that's my other. So that's kind of my hot take too. You know what I mean? Right. Like, what's DC? What's the other comic book uh, shared universe is gonna do and stuff like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, in terms of movie, the DC movies don't really have much to bargain with with the audience because Marvel, the MCU has set the bar. And mm-hmm. and DC doesn't have that, right? So mm-hmm. even if they fail, people don't really think nothing much of it, really. It's like, oh, a DC movie failed, oh, big deal, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean, the the real James Gunn movies are not coming out yet, so right? People are gonna judge that until right. that comes out. They have a built-in like a little bit of a buffer because whatever happens with Aquaman, if it's a hit, they'll say, eh, it's wonderful. We'll you know, blah, blah. we'll just port that over to whatever James Gunn. Is. If it's a bomb, they'll just say, hey. It is what it is, you know. Hey, we're rebooting anyway. A couple of years, you know, whatever. So, but in ter- they can play that. They they can play around a little bit. In terms of the Marvels movie, uh, well, not not the Marvels movie, but the Marvels the movie, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it didn't make that much money compared to what they really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But, and once again, this is anecdotal. But everybody that I know who have seen the movie mm-hmm. liked it. Yeah, they enjoyed it. They did not. Mm-hmm. None of them are going to say. Neither of us are going to say. It's the greatest movie ever, or it's a great movie, but yeah. it can't be denied that we we enjoyed it. The people who have seen it and the people yeah. who are are poo pooing it, coincidentally enough, have not seen it. 
So, so it does seem like it's like either like a, not a, not really a, uh, a propaganda or a marketing scheme, but there really does seem like a group of people, you know, they just just want Disney to fail, and that's I think part of the problem that's been going on. And, and also, at the end of the day, uh, what do you call it? What was that? The, the the actress that played Miss Marvel, she was asked Kamala about Khan. like yeah, yeah. Uh, she was asked like, oh, what do you think of the box office? Kind of like the drop and all that, and she said, oh, what do you, oh that's not that's not my thing. Uh, that's uh, Bob Iger's job. You yeah, know exactly. I mean? Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a hundred percent true for everybody that's listening to this podcast. Everybody that's that's kind of like on the on the on the Reddit threads or on the on this or whatever. It's, it's, not, it's, not your, it's not your it's not your thing. You know what I mean? Hey, on this podcast, we like to talk about it. we 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 live in Los Angeles. We like talking about show business and stuff. But at the end of the day, it, it's just it's just fun stuff for us to talk about. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, to me anyway, when I go to the movies. I need to enjoy the, my primary concern is when that movie starts and when that movie ends, I better have a good time. You know what I mean? That's to me, that's all I can hope for. You know, when I go to the movies, you know what I mean? All this yeah. other stuff is, is just, it's just fun to talk about with you and other people. Uh, it's fun to suspect. It's, it's not my job. You know what I mean? I don't know, who cares? You know? My only hope is actually just like, Hey, they make enough money for them to, uh, to make another one, you know, make another one, make another TV show. You know what I mean? And also going back to the comic books of it all. Hey, They've been uh, counting Marvel comics and other co- comics for dead for many years. You know what I mean. So this is quite a this is quite a, what do you call it? A, a tribute to Marvel comics. You know what I mean. Remember in the nineties, Marvel comics uh, filed for bankruptcy. You know what I mean. So yeah, right. it's like it is what it is. It's, it's not yeah, but but Marvel back then wasn't even part of Disney, right? Yeah, I, I, I but think you know what I'm saying. I'm just kind of a joke point. I'm not it's not serious. But I'm right, saying, right. Yeah. It, it comes in waves, is what I'm saying. I guess, I guess, I guess, I, I guess I sh- based on the conversation, I guess I should disclose that I do have professional ties with Disney the Corporation. Mm-hmm. So besides that, um, yeah. I really think it is a Disney problem more than a Marvel problem because I think Marvel can survive on its own, even though uh, Disney is the one who funds the the the, the budget for those movies. I just think mm-hmm. that that the, the the current state of movies in cinema nowadays. They need to go back to the budgets of how it was twenty years ago, not this two hundred million dollar epics, right? They need to go back to the sixty, seventy million dollar sci fi fantasy movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I would cite off, off the top of my head, I, I would cite Serenity, which is the the Firefly movie. You know, that was made for I believe forty five million dollars, right? Yes. And and looking at that movie, it looks perfectly fine for four or five million dollars. So it looks better uh, than than yeah. Quantumania. I'll give you that much. <laughs> I'll say this though. So, number one, it's not again, it's not my job. They can do whatever budget, whatever. They can do whatever they want. But if you ask for my hot take, uh, it's along the same lines. If you look at uh, the creator, that was eighty million dollars. Yeah. That's it looks perfectly good, perfectly fine. It's awesome. And my other hot, my other hot take up, up, as far as like budget, like what you should make, do more animation, man. Animation is fantastic. You know what I mean? Animation looks great and stuff like that. It's and it's a truer adaptation of comic books. Uh, than any than live action to me and stuff like that. I think we're at a place in America where we can appreciate animation uh, to a degree of, uh, as other cultures like uh, Japan in particular and stuff like that. Animation that's to me that's that's where the that's where they should port some of that money and stuff like that. Well, speaking also, of, you know, okay. okay, I just want to make one more box uh, box office point and stuff like that. Not specific to this year, but like in general and stuff like that. This is something that's kind of bothered me. Uh, since I heard it on a podcast uh, a couple years ago, this is a kind of an old point. Uh, what do you call it? When uh, there's a there's a there's a podcast called Real Rewatchables. It's a very famous podcast. It's, it's in general, I love it very much. And stuff. What they do is they go they they go back and 
kind of rewatch old movies that we used to watch in the 80s and 90s and talk about it, how they've aged and stuff like that. So one of the episodes was dedicated to E.T. And one of the guys' point was like, hey, when E.T. came out in 82, it was in the theaters for like 10 straight months. And it was a top five uh, uh, money-wise for many, many months and made X amount of dollars. And, his, and this was around the time where uh, Doctor Strange, uh, uh, the, the sequel came out, right? And he said, oh, you know what? The Doctor Strange came out. It opened to a hundred and something million. But next week, you know what? It dropped like 70 million, 70%, you know what I mean? As to making the point like, you know, Doctor Strange is, you know, is kind of like a, doesn't have the same holding power as E.T. And to me, when I heard that, the more impressive feat is Doctor Strange and the Marvel, you know what I mean? To open any amount of, of, of box office to those numbers, no matter what the drop off is the next week or the week after, is incredible. When ET came out in '82, we had four TV channels. You know what I mean? That's all we had for like disposable uh, entertainment. You know what I mean? Things you can spend money on. You know, it's either sports or like four TV channels and stuff. Nowadays, it's not even. It's crazy that any movie opens any kind of significant box office. You know what I mean? Even with that drop, Marvels. It's an incredible, incredible number. You know what I mean? It's like, just think about it. How how much effort, how much energy it takes for someone to go to the movie theater, spend that money when you can, when you have all the streaming, all the video games, all everything that's at 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 your disposal at home. So I think that's something people have to consider. You know what I mean? Any kind of success by any company, any movie company is incredible. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's my other point. Right, and and to go to go with the whole thing with the budget and people watching it or not doing enough. Um, there, there are two movies out right now, or have been out and currently out, which is the uh, uh, Killing of the Flower Moon, right, by yeah. Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. Famously, I believe it cost $200 million, which is like yes. the Marvels. It's not making mm-hmm. as much as the Marvels, mm-hmm. first off, but nobody's talking about that. And then mm-hmm. you got also Napoleon, also another $200 million epic yeah. made by Apple. And that looks like it's not it's doing just as well or worse than the Marvels. And but nobody's yeah. talking about that either. Mm-hmm. So it does it does seem like it is just people trying to pick on Disney. And yeah. you're you mentioning uh that, that there's so much more competition with, with people's eyeballs. Um yeah. and animation, by the way. Wish, which came out over the past weekend and also yeah. did not do as well as they were hoping. Mm-hmm. Um because I think part of it too is because Disney Plus exists. Because of the pandemic, because of people being yeah. getting into Disney Plus a lot and watching those animated movies straight to Disney Plus, like those Pixar movies, right? And it really doesn't encourage people to bring their family to the theaters anymore. Yeah, I mean, Encanto went through the same thing. Encanto was was a modest hit in theaters, but yeah. it didn't make a lot of money. But it was a huge hit on Disney Plus, and it seems yeah. like now families, especially parents, are like. We're just gonna wait for that Disney Plus release, yeah. and then that's about it. And so yeah. I think Disney made a mistake by competing with themselves, and now they have to try to figure out how to work both of them together. And also, since you brought up Napoleon and uh, uh, Kills of Flower Moon, it's like how do you want to talk about success, box office success with uh, with the general audience? You know I mean, if you're a variety Hollywood reporter, how do you want to break that that stuff down for for the general public? What I mean by that is like, hey, Napoleon. Uh, Kills of Flower Moon. They both co- cost two hundred million dollars just to make, right? Let's just I'm just making up that number, but let's say two hundred million dollars each, X amount of dollars to promote, and then what revenue are you getting from those projects? You know what I mean? Put Napoleon and Kills of Flower box office, and then uh, Disney Plus. Is it, is it going to really drive up your Dis- Apple Plus subscriptions and stuff like that? You know what I mean? 
uh, streaming DVDs, how much money are you going to make outside of the box office? Now, for Wish and Marvel, okay, there's box office. There's also Disney Plus, which is a big deal, right? Right. Disney, uh, Disney Plus subscriptions, but also from there, you're still perpetuating the Marvel or Disney brand. You know what I mean? Now that Miss Marvel is kind of out there in a movie, you're talking about comic book sales, uh, toy sales. Are you going to sell toys from Napoleon or uh, Kills the Flower Moon, uh, Albert? Do you know? Uh, I'm, I'm probably, probably not. Probably no, right? right? You know what I mean? It's like, how, like, how do you want to break this down? How do you want to discuss uh, profitability and stuff like that? Or, you know what I mean? It's like, come, you know what I mean? Because if looking at those two, like, looking at, if you give me either or, you know what I mean? Do I want to put my money or lose money with uh, quote unquote lose money with Miss Marvel and Wish or Napoleon and Kills of the Flower Moon? Because to me, Napoleon and Kills of the Flower Moon mostly sounds like, hey, the guy from Apple wants to stand on stage and get an Oscar. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, you know, that's hey, what they do like Netflix. Me. Yeah, a vanity project and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I don't think, like, he got it for uh, what's, what do you call it? The, the sign language movie? Yeah, whatever. Which doesn't you know cost what I mean? that much money. <laughs> Right. Is, but that's that's great, I think. But I think in his ego and his mind, it's not as sexy as, hey, standing on stage with Scorsese. You know what I mean? Standing on stage with Ridley Scott. You know what I mean? Is that what's striving you to spend $200 million on a, on a Napoleon movie? And how does how does a movie that gets shot in Oklahoma cost $200 million? Somebody has to look, in, look into that, by the way. It's probably, it's probably, it's probably the CG uh, uh, <laughs> actors in, in the battlefields, right? That's probably that. No, uh, talk about the Father of Killer Moon. Uh, that's the one that's shot in Oklahoma. Oh, right, right, that's right. That's a scam, by the way. That's well, a, I mean, that's that's, that's got to be all actors. Like, uh, how much does Leo cost? I mean, that's, that's but again, that's got to be a thing. Where hey, I, I guess let's the, just say the, the, let's, the real let's question. But Javi, the Round real question up. there is: mm-hmm. if it's if it is two hundred million dollars for killing the farm moon, how much did the Osage people get from that? <laughs> we got to do a pie chart of that. You know what I mean? Two hundred million dollars. <laughs> How much did Leo get? How much did De Niro get? How much uh, did Scorsese get? get? Yeah. You know what I mean? Off the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I think, but that's part of the process. That's part of the the power of Netflix and Apple. TV, Apple. They have they have cash flow that they can spend willing nilly if they really right. wanted to, right? Plus, these deals were made probably like two to three years ago, back when things were a yeah. little bit more stable, right, or yeah. whatever. So now, mm-hmm. now the question now is. Two to three years from now, are we still going to be seeing Netflix and Apple spending this much money on movies that don't yeah. make that much money in the box office? I don't yeah. know. I really don't know. And also, zoom out again. I want you to zoom out and time travel at the same time. If I told you at the beginning of the year to predict the top 10 movies of this year, would you have guessed Barbie? You know what I mean? Well, one, one of us guessed, did. <laughs> what, what was it? But still, Barbie at one, one billion? Over one billion? Something like that? Yeah, not one billion. Say, yeah. Yeah. Also, like, uh, what was that movie that came out? Uh, Freddy Got Fingered? Fridays of Five Days of Freddy's? Whatever. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh no, I, I I knew that was gonna make money. I knew because that had a huge but, following. The thing is, who can predict box office like in general and stuff like? Who can predict the strike, kiboshing all the mental that Barbie had, Oppenheimer had? Yeah. And stuff like who can predict any of this stuff? Who knows? I really think there's on? a switch in the movie industry in terms of like the box in terms of like movie theaters. I think I think in mm-hmm. the for family movies, they gotta mm-hmm. just go straight to video. I, I really yeah. think it's got it's moving that way because a lot of the family movies, they don't do that well in the in the theaters anymore, right? Mario Brothers, Mario Brothers. See? Okay, Mario, okay, Mario Who Brothers. Who guessed this? Who guessed this? No, stuff? no. See, Mario Brothers moves into my next my next category. Mm-hmm. Uh, either it's either uh, a meme, it's either has already like a huge following 
prior to that or yeah. it's nostalgia. Yeah. Those seems to be the three things that really make money the movies. Mario, you got nostalgia and you get the meme thing with the Jack Black song, right? I would also uh, throw in, you know what? Make it make an hour and 30 minutes. Just get the turnovers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That works too. An hour and 20 minutes, just turn, turn, turn it over and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Five Nights at Freddy, you know, this is a this is a video game that's been around for 10 years now. So you got people who are like adults now who are like, I want to watch that. That financial friendly movie, right? Yeah, and and you got so you got that you got that that base that's already gonna go. So I think if you mm. release something that doesn't have like a, an actual following or mm. a reason for them to go see the movie, like like a yeah. meme or something, like like uh, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer has no business making that much money, but because it went through the backing of the Barbenheimer thing, the meme, yeah. it made all this money. So I think any movies that go into theaters need to have some reason for people to actually see it in theaters. And make it an event for them to actually go. This is the reason why I'm watching this movie. And Wish didn't really have that. Wish had a very traditional marketing campaign. Here's a new Disney movie from the creators of so and so. Well, blah. That's it. That's all they had. Like, where? Where's the gimmick? Where's the gimmick for people to actually yeah. watch it? You know. And then the Marvels. Everybody was all about like poo pooing on the MCU stuff now. So it's like, well, they're not gonna yeah. go. I don't know. I'm just going back to my original point. I said, hey, all, all I, all I hope for is like when I go see movies, like, hey make a good movie and stuff like that. You know what I mean? That's all, that's all I can ask stuff like that. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, well, I mean, I mean, uh, like my favorite movie of the year did make, made money but didn't make that much money, Past Lives. You know, it's like, it isn't like a blockbuster but it made money. You know, and that's a really good movie. So, I, I think good movie by itself is not really the only thing. It's, they, it really has got to be I think, I think that's, I, no, I think for the individual person, it's, it's all you can hope for and stuff like that. As far as like the actual, like you want to talk about the business, I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm, to be honest, I'm not, other than the summer movie draft, I'm not that interested in the business aspect of it. I know I live in Los Angeles. I read about it and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, like I said, as an individual, as a movie goer, as a person, I can only I can only go back to the idea that, hey, I'm just there for a good story and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I hope they, they make enough money to uh, to make another one. Something like that. You go into your point. You mentioned Past Lives is the best movie of the year. I just hope I made enough money for the lady to make another movie and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yes. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Um, but going back to my old, my original uh, criteria about the fact that maybe Disney has a problem that they need to try to figure out. Uh, one reason, the reason why I, I came up with this idea for a podcast segment is because I was asking my niece what her favorite Disney character was. Now, keep in mind, she's like 18 now, I believe. 17. 18. 17 or 18. 18. Did you tell you, I am too old for this question. What are you talking about? <laughs> but anyways. No, seriously, that's the thing. Right? Like before, it was almost like a given. Oh, her favorite character Stitch, you know. Get her Stitch merchandise. She'll be happy, kind of thing. And then asking her like, like last week, like, wait, what's your favorite Disney character? And she's like, I, I, I don't know. It's like, does it matter? You know, it's like, like, people are kind of moving away. Unless you're like a little kid, or or like a like a like a gen like a Gen Xer who who still is a you know a man child essentially. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like who is Disney gonna be really for? It, it's, yeah. it does seem I'm- like their base is kind of like. Spreading thin, thinner. Yeah, I mentioned. I mentioned before. My nephew's fourteen and a half. And he's definitely aged out of at least the Disney portion of all. Yeah. I, the last one I took him to go see as part of the Disney movie Thanksgiving was Encanto. He had no interest in seeing Strange, uh, Strange World last year, and no interest in seeing Wish this yeah. year. He's he's aged out. Uh, 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 yeah, he also he still loves seeing the, the Marvels of it all and stuff like that, the Marvel movies and stuff like that. Right. But no, int- no real interest in seeing the TV show. But the Marvel stuff he's still into. The one that he's looking most most forward to this actually. This holiday season, actually, uh, Godzilla, Godzilla minus one is uh, is, is one the one he's looking forward to see the most. Wow! So, well, I, I saw this recording release. I should have seen it by then. Uh, but 
the thing is though is that they also have this whole culture war thing that's going on because of what happened in Florida. Uh, Republicans hate Disney also and all mm-hmm. that stuff. You know, like the Disney stocks are also representing that because the mm-hmm. stocks for Disney is like it's like fifty percent of what they used to make like two years ago, and mm-hmm. part of it too is because all these emotions, all these emotions that are mm-hmm. targeting Disney, they, they want it. They want Disney to fail for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it does seem like they're this is getting pushed back, and and they yeah. I think they really need to stop stop thinking that they're king of the world and. Be like a regular company, just trying to do well for what they're doing, you know. Yeah, but the thing is, at the end of the day, it, it, it's uh, it, this all comes for these big companies. It all com- it all comes in waves and stuff like that. They'll have high points, low points. I remember as a little kid, it, they they were on a high with the uh, Michael Eisner. I think it was. Well, Michael and Eisner then, turned turned the ship around. Prior, the ship prior around. to yeah, prior to right. Michael Eisner, Disney was in trouble. Yeah, and then it goes in trouble after he left. In the early 2000s, the, the anime movies were, were pretty bad, and then they turn around again. It, it just comes in waves and some of that. It's just, not, it's just, it is for these big companies. It's just, it's just, it's just like that. I don't think anybody's gonna, anybody's worried about Disney collapsing or disappearing from the map anytime soon. Yeah. If anything, I'm just waiting. I think we've talked about this in prediction episodes, but at some point, I think Apple will step in there and really. Be aggressive and buy one of these studios out. And I'm thinking I would target if I was Apple, I would target the Disney and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Well, they already have so, ties. They already have past yeah. ties. So there's that. Yeah. Somebody's gonna get, in the next five years. Somebody's gonna get gobbled up by Apple. All I know. You know what I mean? Either they bundle up Paramount and whatever BS they're doing, and get get bought out by Apple, or Disney gets bought out by by Apple. Something's gonna happen. What what is gonna buy uh get bought up by Apple? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Oh. But yeah, but, but yeah, all, all, I, all, all I gotta I, say is that mm-hmm. I, I'm sure Bob Iger is, re- is regretting coming back to the company. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he he. Like, I mean, not on top of everything else, he got he got he got he got really bad press during the the writers and actors strike and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. But well, yeah, what do you do? He should have hey, stayed away. He left on top, and then, oh, and then I came think back. He's fine. I think the two the hundreds and hundreds of million dollars. I think he's fine. He's doing all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. Well, anyways, thanks for listening. Yeah. So, what's the conclusion after after all this? What, what, what was it all? What was it all this about? There, there is no conclusion. We're, this is this yeah. is uh, this is an ongoing story. We, we are going yeah. to see how it plays out, and then Just we're going effort. to we're going to see exactly how much the Fantastic Four and X Men turns the ship around for the MCU. So yeah. we'll see. We don't even know if Jonathan Majors is still going to be Kang. Who knows? It's all out of the air right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for listening. You can find this podcast on Instagram and Threads at Stuff Junk Show. You can find me Albert also on Instagram and Threads at Albert Five by Five. You can find me on Twitter, J-I-A-M-I-N-G-L-O-U. Music has been provided by Gloomy June. Contact info, ways to support us, and everything else on the show notes found on whowhatworstwhy.com. Before we go, let's give our nine listeners some recommendations for this week. Jamie. I'm going to recommend something that Albert, that's based on Albert's recommendation. A few weeks ago, he recommended a, a French movie called Anatomy of a Fall. <sighs> and I saw Anatomy of a Fall. And for people who don't know, it's about uh, uh, a trial. It's probably the best legal drama I've seen. It's yes. like the legal dr- in France and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But my recommendation is not actually the movie itself. It's a great, it's a great movie. It's fantastic and stuff. Like that. But well, for, for, from what I can tell, uh, uh, what the, the the case takes place in France, right? And apparently, in the French court, when when you're giving witness t- testimony mm-hmm. and stuff like that, the plaintiff, the defendant, can actually. Yes. You know, have a back and forth. Yes. You hear me? Yes. I it's, amazing. it's amazing. And, it's amazing. It's amazing. My recommendation is for, to for us to completely revise our legal system to do this as well. You know what right. I mean? Because if I was on trial, 
And so, if someone's giving eyewitness testimony, I would like to, you know, talk back in real time. I said, you know what? That's full of shit. You know, that's not, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's like a back and forth that I absolutely found fascinating. You yeah. know what I mean? So I, I, I get, I, yeah, I think you do as well. Yeah, yeah you did it. Well. So my recommendation is we do that. We do what the French did, does in court and stuff like that. Yeah. There should be a back and forth in real time. There should be a discussion. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's not, you know what I mean? It's like, come on, man. It's, yeah. It, it's excellent. It's, the, it's, it's awesome. The fact that if you're if you're defendant and and there's some witness testimony that you know is bullshit, you can yeah. call them out on it right yeah. there and then. You don't have to wait for your turn. You just yeah. like go. I'm sorry, that's not true at all. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah, because <laughs> I sat in a jury before, and you know, as the kind of days go by, and yeah. the, 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 there's no, I, I can't, you know, you zone out and stuff like that. You know, yeah. I'm expected to remember any of this. No, do it in yeah. real time. Do it now. Do it live. You know what I mean? I, I really fantastic. think the way the U.S. car system fantastic. works where everybody takes their turn, yes, it's fair. But you're definitely not as engaged because yeah. you can't remember everything you just heard for the past 10 minutes before you move on to the next person. Uh, this mm-hmm. one, it's an ongoing conversation that you can just keep up. You know, it's like, that's, yeah, it's amazing. That's exactly the point. It's yeah. a conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, a conversation between the defendant, the prosecutor, the judge, whatever. And so it's also more, yeah. it's much more organic, free-flowing, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's not static. It's a lively thing. It's, it's, it's wonderful. If, I'm assuming it's true. You know what I mean? I've obviously never been to French court and stuff like that, but I'm assuming yeah. it's true. It's, all right, but it's, assuming it's, it's true, fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Did you go to the website? There's, actually, there's an actual website that goes, uh, didsheedoit.com, mm-hmm. I think it's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I mean, the saying that spoiled the movie. No, uh, anyways, anyways, it, it, it can't spoil the movie. I don't want to be so esoteric about the movie and stuff like that and all of this. Stuff. It, but it doesn't it doesn't matter if you if you that part whether she's guilty or not. It's it's not it's it's relevant. It, it yeah. doesn't matter about yeah. that. It's a, the, it's a the key. Movie. I will say this though. Uh, this is not a spoiler because it's in the trailer and it's the best line in any in this movie and maybe the whole year. The 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 good looking lawyer friend has the best line in the movie where you know. She's accused of something, and then and he she goes. She tells him, you know, flatly, "Hey, I didn't, I didn't do it." Stuff like that, and then he says, it, "I can't tell you how how unimportant that is, whether you did it or not." You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. still not the point. You know what I mean? And that's sort of the point. It's like what you can prove in court, what you can persuade, how persuasive your argument, what evidence you can bring to make that persuasive. But that's the only thing that matters in court, whether you did it or not, does not matter at all. Which is, I thought, was a great, 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 great line. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's a, this is a great movie. It's, it's really, it's a great movie. it really like. It took me a while before I finally watched it, and when I finally did, I'm like, wow, why didn't it take me a while to watch this? This is a fantastic movie. This is definitely going to yeah. go in my top five of the year and all that stuff. Yeah, great. it's a very good movie. Yeah. The French and the the, the, the French men have great hair. That's the other thing I noticed. In that movie. Excellent yeah. hair. In this movie. And and I gotta it's, give kudos also to the uh, the prosecutor who has amazing bangers of one liners. <laughs> I, I would be so upset. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a spoiler. But I would just say this: if I was at the at the end of the trial after the verdict, I would be, I would be, if I was that guy, I'd be so mad. You know what I mean? He's like Michael Jordan scoring like fifty points in the playoffs and having that verdict come out. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, come on, man, come on, yeah, come on, I crushed this. Come yeah. on, man. All right, so good, so very good. Uh, my recommendation for this week is actually spawned off this uh, podcast slash video that uh, that I listen slash watch. Uh, it's. The podcast, the program is called Open to Debate, and uh, the 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 debate that they were doing on is is wokeness killing comedy. Okay. So so that 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 discussion by itself is worth listening to. Uh, I think the out of the out of the three people, the the, the moderator and the, the the two debaters, the one person that you would probably recognize is uh, Michael Ian Scott, Michael Ian Scott. But uh, 
Michael Ian, Michael Ian White. I'm <laughs> sorry, Michael Ian White. Ian White. He was, I think he was from uh, The Daily Show. Oh, Michael Ian Black. Oh, my God. From White oh, there Black. I know. Yeah. Scott there White Black. Anyways. You, you got there. Yeah, I got there eventually. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's a really, it, it's an entertaining uh, discussion. But the one thing that I got from that is my recommendation. It's a reminder, right? So you hear all these articles and stories about, oh, so-and-so movie would have been made in today's modern era. You know, like talking about like Blazing Saddles or White Chicks or Tropic Thunder, right? But one thing that I didn't really occur to me until I, until it was brought out in this debate, that also applies to stuff that are released today. There are stuff released today that would never have been made years ago. Oh, uh, you mean movies directed by chicks? Like that. Like, yeah. for example, like, yeah, like yeah. the movie Plan B, which is all about like teenagers, teenagers trying to get uh, an abortion. That yeah. never would have been made years yeah. ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Barbie, Barbie the movie would never have been made years ago. Yeah. And I will say, the Marvels. The Marvels would never have been made years oh, ago. Oh, the one where the three leads are women and the supporting actor is a black man? And a Muslim. Directed by a black woman? <laughs> yeah. 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 It, this, this yeah. Is, it's, it's amazing. Like, like yeah. if you go to Google and type in like like what wouldn't have been made today, there's so many lists. So many lists yeah. about like, oh yeah, that movie wouldn't be made today, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But the, the the truth of the matter is, there's there are more movies being made today that would never that would never have been made years ago, yeah. and that's something that people it's, need to remember. Yeah, it reminds me of this uh, tweet that it was just a few years ago. There's a guy named there's a writer of the X Men, and he's friends of actually Mark Bernard, and he's been on the the Fat Man Beyond podcast. He's got, his name is last name like Stens or something. I forgot his, his full name. Anyway, but he has a he has a main writing credit for X Men First Class. Anyway, so a few years ago or a year ago, he 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 tweeted. Uh, like, hey, this are the movies that that were released on this day, like nineteen eighty two, like thirty years ago, whatever. And so he lists them all, and they're all kind of like bangers, like Ghostbusters. I'm just making, I don't know, I don't remember the details, but let's just say it's Ghostbusters, it's Weird Science, and all all opening up on this weekend and stuff like that. You know what? Look at this. This is this is cinema and stuff like that. This is a rich sort of like. Uh, which, uh, 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 a different kind. You know what I mean? There's, a, there's, every, there's everything for everybody. You know what I mean? Yes. A family movie, a side of and somebody. Uh, the guy, I forgot his name. He's he's he did the the blacklist or something. He's, he's a well known guy. A uh, Franklin Leonard. Uh, uh, black. He's he's a really cool dude and stuff like that. Anyway, he re- retweeted and said, "Oh, you know what? What I see when I see this list, uh, wh- straight white dudes directing these movies. You know what I mean? Yeah." So, so when people behoon about it, like the oh, we'll have the good old days and the, the the you know the Ghostbusters, the Porkies and whatever you know what I mean, Stripes, whatever you know, Groundhog, you know what I mean. Keep in mind, those were all directed by uh, uh, oh, oh, uh, straight white guys. You know what I mean? And, and you know, and also looking at the list, and you know, I forgot what year it was, but I was oh, it was like there was a heavy focus on sort of like Disney movies in that thing that he mentioned, and I and I said I, I did a mental thing in my head like. I, I think Turning Red, which came out that, that year, the tweet came out, I was like, I think Turning Red beats all these movies. You know what I mean? It's better than all these movies you listen to stuff like that. And I would say to what your point earlier, I think Best Lives, Past Lives, yeah, past would, lives. would be like 99% of the, these old kind of nostalgic movies and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. Anyway, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, that's my yeah. recommendation. Realize yeah. that fact, people. Realize that fact. Yeah, I think we're right now, we're living in a time where it's uh, whether you like it or not, it's the most inclusive, the most diverse, the most kind of like open to anybody. Kind of, not anybody can make a movie, but you know, uh, opportunity is more opportunity out there. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, and yeah. we even have religious movies that are making box office numbers. Come on, people! This yeah. we live in an era where any movie could be successful. So, yeah. 
All right. And uh, I would like to do a shout out to a friend of the podcast, Josiah, who is releasing a comic book on Kickstarter. And it is called Young Zombie Tales from the RIP. All right. So the, the tagline is really short here. The story of a zombie boy and his dog. The dog is not a zombie, just a boy. But they might both eat people. All right. So the, okay. he's, he's launching this on Kickstarter. I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, you guys should check it out. He's also promoting this at LA Comic Con. So if you swing by, tell them you heard it from us. You know. But but yeah, Young Zombie, Tales from the RIP. Check it out. All right. There we go. This was episode 723 of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this podcast has been a Who Was Worthwhile production. <laughs>